from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast designed to help you become the leader you are destined to be. Today, I wanted to share with you um, a few thoughts on behaviors and choices and the difference between just motion and action. So I want to dig into that. And really, this started from um, some thoughts I've had on a book I've been writing during this season of, of slowdown. And um, so I've been working on my next book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Me. And it's interesting because I, I, I've really been wanting to write this book for probably a, about a year and a half, and we've we've been simply very busy with speaking and traveling and, and all of that. And so I kept putting it off and kept putting it off, and and really making the excuse to myself that we were busy, and so I didn't want to, uh, you know, tackle this project while we were traveling and get you know, interrupted and um, difficult to write, uh, much more difficult to write from a hotel room and. So I kept making kind of excuses to myself, and about the first week of March, I realized that, and I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to make the excuses any longer. I'm just going to get started writing this book, and even if I have to write a chapter um, in a hotel room or you know, write a chapter when, when I'm only home for a few days, I'm going to get started, I'm going to write this book. And so I did. I sat down and created my outline and, and got started. And then the corona pandemic shut everything down. And so Mac and I have been home for um, probably seven, about seven weeks now as I record this. And suddenly I had all whole lot more time um, than I had expected because we had obviously all of our speaking and travel engagements got postponed, rescheduled, um, and moved. And so suddenly I was sitting at home with much, much more time than um, I had anticipated this spring. And so it really has been a very productive time for me in many ways. And I've been able to complete the book. I'm working on the editing the second draft now and and just um well it took just a little over a month so um ordered physical proofs but but all that to say um you know in this time of a of pandemic everything has changed and and certainly there are a lot of people who are struggling and and everyone is dealing with a lot of drastic change whether it's learning to to teach your kids while you're working from home or having to stay home or being sick or losing a loved one yourself. Everyone struggled in different ways during this pandemic. But just a reminder, I share all that with you to just remind you that there's also some good things that have come out of um, this time. And so I encourage you to look for the look for the good things in your own life over the last few weeks. Um, maybe you've had dinner with your family more often um, than normal. Maybe you've spent more time um, with your family. Hopefully, hopefully that is a positive thing. It certainly should be. So, you know, just a thought to encourage you to look for the positives um, over your, you know, the last six or seven weeks of your life. What's come out of it? Look for the good. So, uh, this particular chapter that um, I wanted to share with you today, or, or some thoughts from this particular chapter, 
really deals with what I call the behavior gap. And what I mean by that is, you know, we, we all have a situation, a current situation, whatever that is in our life, personally or professionally, and we all have a desired future state, right? Maybe it's a career change. Maybe you want a, a promotion at work. Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you want to um, train to run a 5K. Maybe you want to lose 10 pounds, Whatever it is, if you are, you know, you're in a current situation and you have a desired future state and there are two possibilities. One, either that situation is something that you cannot change or influence at all. And that's, you know, that's true. It's not a lot of situations like that. Most situations we can change or influence. But um, if someone has a terminal disease, then there probably, there probably isn't much that they can do to get rid of that, right? Uh, barring certainly a miracle. But, but for most people, there, there's not a lot that they can do to influence the outcome, um, achieve what they want to be, you know, to get rid of the disease to begin with. But they can influence themselves in the situation. And that's really working on changing yourself, right? You could choose to move a focus toward quality of life. You could choose to eat healthier and help your body fight the, the disease better. And, you know, this, so there are things you can do. But those things, if you absolutely cannot, 100% cannot influence the outcome of that situation, then focus on changing yourself. Now, there are not that many situations like that. Most of the time, we want something. We want life to be different. We want something to be different. And most of the time, we have some power to influence that situation, to move us closer toward that goal. And even if it seems unlikely, we've got to take ownership and take responsibility for working toward it. And that's what I call the behavior gap, because either the situation is something we cannot change or influence, or it's a situation that we can do something to move closer to, something that we can um, in influence the outcome of. So there's only two possibilities. If we have a desired future state, either we can do something about it or we can't. So most of the most of the time, we can do something to influence that situation. But in order to do that, we've got to recognize that there's there's a gap between now and the, the desired future, right? And that gap can only be crossed by exhibiting the right behaviors, taking the right actions, and making the right choices. Because your behavior is either going to allow you to cross that gap from your current state to your desired gap or not, right? You're not going to automatically wake up one day and that desired future state is just going to magically happen. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We all know that anything worth having takes effort, takes work, takes intention. But if our behaviors don't serve our mission, our vision, our goals, we, we won't achieve that future state because our behavior is not going to be in alignment with the things that will help us achieve that. So it starts with taking ownership of that. It starts with taking ownership of the behaviors and crossing what I call the behavior gap. Uh, you know, and our daily choices. Because when we take ownership of our choices, we're taking ownership of our results. 
right? We have to stop making excuses for what we did or didn't do. And and let me tell you, I'm I'm the queen of making excuses. I am the queen. I am so good at making excuses. Like I shared with you, I was making excuse for why I didn't write this book last year instead of this year. Right? I'm I'm very good at making excuses. Most of us are. But our power to improve our situation, improve our life, is in taking ownership of that, taking responsibility for it, and stop making excuses. So I think a a lot of times what happens is that we have a desired future state, and we spend a lot of time thinking about it, and a lot of time talking about it, but not a lot of time actually working toward it. And there's there's a big key difference there. I was um, reading, that's the other another positive that has um, come from this situation for me is having much more time to read. And so I've just been um, able to read so many books during the last six or seven weeks. But I was, um, I was reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I got a lot out of his book, but, but one of the nuggets that I... I really appreciated and got a lot out of was he talked about, I think it was in chapter 11, the difference between motion and action. And I thought that was really powerful because a lot of us have motion in our lives relative to the goal that we want to achieve, but we don't necessarily have action, right? Something that's actually moving us closer. And so I'll use an example. I'll give you an example. Um, let's say you want to lose weight or or become healthier, but um, most people can identify with a losing weight example. So I'm going to share that one to begin with. Let's say your goal is to lose 10 pounds. Maybe you've been snacking on some quarantine snacks and, and you're like, man, now I need to get back in line. I need to lose a few pounds, whatever. Um, so your goal, let's just say your goal is to lose 10 pounds. That's your desired future state. And obviously your current reality is you want to lose 10 pounds. So there's a gap, right? And the behaviors that are going to help you cross that gap are what you eat and how much you move your body, right? That's just a fact. Calories in and calories out are huge influence over your weight. It's it's just a fact. Sure, there are, are other things that contribute to it, but but those are the two major influences that you can control. So those are the behaviors that are going to help you, and the right choices will move you forward towards that goal. But here's the difference. A lot of us focus on motion instead of action, right? We might say, man, we get on the scale one day and, and we say, I need to lose 10 pounds. And so we tell ourselves, I need to lose 10 pounds. And then we tell ourselves, and I've done this before, you know, you get off the scale and you're like, oh, I need to lose weight. And you're like, okay, only, I'm only going to eat protein bars for the rest of the day. I'm, I'm going to eat protein bars and then I'm going to lose some weight, right? That's motion. That's thinking about it or, or, or talking about it, even if it's just to yourself, but you haven't done anything, right? You haven't actually taken action. And so maybe you say, well, maybe I'll just only eat protein bars for today. And then you, you tell somebody, you go to, to work maybe, and you say, man, I need to really, I need to join a gym because I need to lose 10 pounds and I know exercise will help me. So I need to join a gym. So you're talking about it, but you, you still haven't done it. Now there's value in talking about it and thinking about it and planning, but you actually, you know, that's motion, but it, it hasn't helped you cross the gap. It's not action, 
if all you do is talk about joining the gym, but you don't ever actually go, it's not going to help you get closer. And a lot of us get caught up in motion because see, motion is easy and it kind of feels good because it feels like we're taking steps to get us closer toward the goal. I mean, it feels like we're making progress. I mean, it's it, it emotionally, it feels like we're doing something. We talk about just eating protein bars and not eating some more quarantine snacks. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's a good plan, right? And it feels good. And so we, we enjoy that and that feeling because it kind of rewards us and helps us feel better, but, but it's not really moving us closer to the goal. Right, we can even join the gym, but if we don't go and actually get on the treadmill, well, don't join a gym right now because all the gyms are closed, but um, but if you don't get out and take a walk or get on the treadmill when the treadmills open back up, um, you, you're not actually doing anything, right? The motion is easy. It, it's easy to do. It's easy to talk about. Um, and that's why a lot of people in, in January, New Year's resolutions, people join gyms by the thousands. And they get fired up about the new year. They've overindulged over the holidays. And so they join the gym. But if they don't actually stay committed and, and go and, and exercise, um, they haven't made any motion. They haven't crossed that behavior gap. And so that desired future outcome just gets further and further away because it's not going to accidentally happen. We know that. Um, so, you know, I think I've said this before, but relative to any goal, number one, it's important that we focus on the growth and the process that will help us achieve it. If we only focus on the goal, say you, you just focus on losing 10 pounds and you do, what's going to happen is you're going to reach that goal and you're going to quit the behaviors that helped you get there because you've achieved the goal, right? Most people are just going to start to slip back. And that's what happens a lot of times. Um, we achieve a goal if we're growth, if we're goal focused, we achieve the goal. So we quit trying to reach the goal because we've achieved it. But we find ourselves slipping back because we haven't implemented lasting behavior change. We just focused on getting to a goal. Now, goals can be good things. I'm not saying they're bad. But what I'm saying is how much more powerful it is when we focus on the, the growth and the process that helps us be the person who will do and achieve what we want to do and achieve. Right? You see the difference. Rather than focusing just ticking the boxes and, and doing the things that we want to do, focus on becoming the person who is naturally in alignment with that desired future state. If your goal is to, to be healthier, then don't focus on just losing 10 pounds because that's, that's a goal. But focusing on being a healthier person who will naturally bring activity and diet into alignment with that, it becomes much easier because that's a person who just naturally does that. You, It's almost like you, um, maybe some of you remember years and years ago, there was kind of a, a almost a movement in um, Christian youth of WWJD, and the, everyone had these little bracelets printed up, and, and it would say WWJD, and it was um, kind of a an acronym that encouraged Christian youth to remember 
what would Jesus do? And so it was kind of just a movement to just say, stop and think, what would Jesus do in this situation? Whenever you're faced with um, a problem or, or something, stop and think about what would Jesus do? So I like to use that analogy because say your goal is to be healthier, then stop and think at every choice that that either can bring you closer to that state or not, what would a healthier person do, right? So it's not about being perfect. We don't have to get every choice or decision right all the time. All, all I'm encouraging you to do is think how small these choices can be and they compound over time. So um, I'll give you an example. Uh, January or February, probably about February, uh, you know, I was training and getting ready for uh, an upcoming marathon. And I always um, use that as a little bit of encouragement um, and a little bit of drive for myself to think about my behaviors relative to exercising and training and eating. And so what's one little thing I can do to, to help me prepare better for that upcoming race? And so about January or February, I thought, you know what? I love salads. I eat salads like once or twice a day. I thought instead of putting croutons on my salad, I'm going to choose nuts or sunflower seeds more often. Right? That's a tiny, I didn't even say all the time. I just said more often instead of reaching for the croutons, which are very tasty on salads, but they don't really have a lot of nutritional value. I said, you know what? I'm going to add a few walnuts instead or a few sunflower seeds. That kind of gives me a little bit of a crunch, a little bit of salty, kind of the same texture um, in terms of the salty and the crunch as a, a crouton would do, but so much better for me nutritionally, right? I actually have nutritional value in walnuts or sunflower seeds or something like that. And so that's just a tiny little thing, one tiny little switch that I did that helped me be healthier and preparing for that upcoming race. And what's interesting, because I'm not really focusing on the goal of giving up croutons, I was just focusing on the growth of of what would a healthier person do in this situation. Well, more often they would choose something that's better nutritionally, right? And at the time it was croutons versus walnuts. So my point being, most of the time we get so discouraged because we think that crossing that behavior cap has to be big. And big is intimidating. Big is scary, right? It's glamorous. It sounds good. But when we come to actually doing it, it's difficult. It's scary. It's intimidating. And it feels like a bigger sacrifice. So think about that. When you, relative to whatever you want to achieve, what would the person who can achieve that do? What would they think about? What would they work towards? What are the behaviors that they would have? If you, I talked to um, several people this week who I connected with on LinkedIn um, and uh, who wanted to get into more of the business of being a speaker or, or coach or author. And I, you know, I do that from time to time. It's one of the ways, you know, I kind of to give back is, is mentor some people and just share some of the things I've learned on my journey. And I talked to several of, of people from LinkedIn um, this week. And so I, you know, as I share with them, I'm like, you've got to start thinking and, and doing and behaving like that speaker or author or coach and think about, well, what would that person do? Because I've got to bring my behavior into alignment with who I want to be. 
And so if I'm going to do that, I've got to stop and think, well, what would that look like? What would that look like for that person? So what would that person read every day? What would that person post on social media every day, right? If I want to be a, a, you know, a highly influential author, but I'm posting about Taco Tuesday and putting pictures of my tacos on Taco Tuesday, it doesn't, it's not an alignment. And so I'm projecting the message that Taco Tuesday is more important with talking about whatever I'm writing about. So just another example of how our behavior has to be in alignment with who we want to be. The other thing James Clear um, talked about in the book that I thought was interesting is he used the analogy of votes, right? Our behavior, every action, every choice that we make is a vote for the person that we're becoming, Right? If I want to lose 10 pounds and be healthier, then choosing to eat chocolate cookies is a vote. But it's not a vote that's going to help me become that healthier person. doesn't mean I have to get it right all of the time. And I loved that analogy because he says you don't win any election by 100% of the time. You just have to get it right most of the time or more of the time. And I like that analogy because when you think about it, everything that we're doing, is this a vote for who I want to become. It's definitely a vote. It's definitely either going to move me closer or further away to where I want to go. And that's okay. I might know that chocolate cookies aren't going to help me reach that goal, but I might still choose to eat chocolate cookies. What I'm saying is that we've got to take ownership for making that choice and we've got to take responsibility for the outcome. If I choose to eat chocolate cookies knowing that's not going to be the the healthiest and best version of myself, but I still want the chocolate cookie, I can have it, right? The shift is in moving from, I want something, but I can't have it because that puts us in a state of denial. And then we start to focus on that, the sacrifice, but it moves us to a state of, I want something else more. And that means our mindset shifts from the state of denial and feeling like we're depriving ourselves to more of a a focus on what we're gaining instead that's of greater value. It's a huge mindset shift that that just takes a, a small change to accomplish. But it's powerful because it reminds us why we're giving up the, the chocolate cookies or why we're you know, reading a book if you don't like to read, why we're doing whatever it is that's going to help us become that person we want to be. Huge mind, shi- mind shift um, set. But yeah, don't get, don't get lost in just motion. I have almost this visual of a dog just spinning in a circle chasing its tail, right? That's motion, that makes us feel good, That that's motion, it's energy, but it's not helping us actually catch anything. Motion versus action, because motion is never going to help us cross that behavior gap. Action always will. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit riastory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.